Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I am your host. And today I have the one and only Chris Patterson on the show. This guy was mentored by Zig Ziglar. And I'm excited. And I believe Bob Proctor. I, I saw that name in there too. So um, I can't wait to hear his story. So do me a favor. Stop everything that you're doing right now and share this out across all your social media platforms so we can get thousands of people to hear Chris's story. So stay with us. We'll be right back with Chris Patterson. Okay, we're back. Let me get Chris on here. Hang on. Here we go. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Ken. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited and honored to be here with you, my friend. It's honored to have you here. So um, we were chatting a little bit before we got started about um, the Zigglers. You, you were, we're going to get into it, but um, you were mentored by Zig Ziglar himself. Uh, I sure was way back in 1997. Wow. I had what I call a divine appointment with uh, Mr. Zig Ziglar. And wow. man, it was just a life-changing year for me. I spent every Sunday with him, either at his church or at a uh, cafeteria or even at his home. So it was wow. uh, definitely a life-changing opportunity for me. That is amazing. He's definitely one of my heroes for sure um that's well that's where i i cut my teeth in learning how to sell back a, a while ago 30 something <laughs> <ago>. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that let's not date ourselves <laughs> right um but but you know and and brian tracy and i've had brian on the show he's he's an amazing human um that changed my life too but but you know uh, I, I always like to start with just so people can get a sense of who you are and where you, where you come from. Why don't you talk about where you were born and raised? Start there. Sure. So I'm Canadian. I was okay. actually I was actually born and raised in Windsor, Ontario. Okay. And uh, had a, a just kind of a normal upbringing, and I guess it was when I was around ten or eleven. Uh, family split. And that kind of created some ripples in, in I guess, everyone's life. But uh, it was a little bit of a rough upbringing from there. But I was very, very grateful to grow up with in a home where I knew my mom loved me, my father loved me, uh, dis despite the split. Uh, you know, the love was what was most important for every everybody. Sure. So you... I, 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 you went to high school. I know they, it's a little bit different at college level in Canada. It's like 
they call it university and then college or something. Am I getting that right? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're, we're a little strange. We've got, <laughs> we've got the 13th grade instead of, you, yeah. know, you know, there's all kinds of a little, little things, even our football is a little bit off, you know, the, the, <laughs> the yards are different. Everything's just a little strange in Canada. Yeah. But, uh, That's but uh, no, just to give you a little bit more detail. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, when I was, probably about 15, 16 years old, somewhere in there. Um, I had become a really rebellious young man and uh, no fault to my parents, honestly, but um, I had become just tremendously rebellious and I just started doing all kinds of things that uh, I shouldn't have done. I was, I was a very curious young man and I got involved in all kinds of the wrong areas of life. Yeah. And I like to say I was, uh, by the time I was 25, I was a self-made man and Boy, what a mess you should have seen. I made it myself, Ken. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I had literally crashed and burned. I'd, I'd done all the wrong things, you know, chasing, chasing the girls and the drinking and the drugs and fighting and the bad attitude and everything else. So uh, that was uh, that was a rough part of my my life. Really, from the age of about 15 to 25, that that decade was very, very difficult for me. Um, Were you I, still I, in Canada the whole time? Um, yeah, I was in Canada all the way up until I was 25 years old. Okay. And then, uh, this would interest you. Uh, I remember my father called me one day and he said, son, he said, uh, how, how would you like to go to a success seminar? And, uh, me and my bad attitude. Me, meanwhile, I was broke. <laughs> I had right, right. I had nothing, right? I had no reason to say no. If anything, I was a perfect candidate to say yes. Right. And uh, I said, I don't know, Dad. I don't know if that's for me. So, despite that, I decided, okay, I'll I'll, I'll make I'll make the old man happy, right? You know, right. me and my me and my bad attitude. Right. We went over to the Palace of Auburn Hills in Michigan. And I saw a couple speakers come out and I was, you know, crossed arms and judgy. And I was like, oh, these guys don't really, you know, do anything for me. But right. then, but then a man came out on stage and he was marching up and down and back and forth. And he was saying things that I'd never heard of. Right. He was saying things like, you know, failure is an event. It's not a person. And man, I was in such a season of failure at that point, Ken. Uh, yeah. It was crazy. You know, every every area of my life, I'd been fired from four jobs. Uh, the girl I loved left me. Like everything was just, a, I was in this massive season of failure. And when that man said, failure is an event, not a person, it just started to change me from the inside out. And I really paid attention. But then he said this, he said, you can have everything you want in life, if you will just help enough other people get what they want. And it was at that point I looked at my dad and I said, dad, who in the world is this guy? And he said, son, he said, if you don't pay attention to anybody else today, make sure that you pay attention to this man. His name is Zig Ziglar. Now, for those of you that don't know, Zig Ziglar impacted over 250 million people in his lifetime. Yeah. That was without the internet folks. Yeah. He traveled virtually every country across the planet. And uh, he had best-selling books and countless downloads of his information. So that was my first, um, my first viewing, first experience of seeing Zig Ziglar. And yeah. uh, things really took a turn a couple years after that as well. Uh, you know, 
Wow. I, I had, I, I didn't have the same experience. Um, I, I continued with the alcohol and, and crazy behavior until I was 34. <laughs> so, um, but I've been sober 21 years now, but you know, I, I'll tell you, I've, um, I did have somebody at, I was probably 21 ish. And I was trying to figure out how to sell. I, I, I had quit a job building cars at, at a Honda factory and, and thought I'm going to get into sales. That's where all the rich people are. And, and, and dude, I learned really fast that I had no idea what I was doing. And so somebody said, here, listen to this Zig Ziglar tape. And I'm like, tape, cassette tape. Yep. And, and I'm like, Who's that? And what a weird name. That's really a bizarre name to have, <laughs> you know. And and oh my God, I wore that tape out. I had to make copies of it, if you recall, back in the cassette tape days, um, because I kept wearing it out. But um, you know, talk about when you so you were about 25, right? And and you you heard Zig. I never get. I, I never saw him in person ever, and that just still to this day kills me. But um, you know, I it, it, he rings in my head every day of my life. In fact, do you know Kyle Wilson? I'm not familiar with Kyle. Okay, he's he was Jim Rohn's business partner. I'm trying to look for it. He made these little booklets that Z, the the little book of. Uh, Big, big ideas yeah. by Zig. And on the very front cover, I have a bunch of them somewhere, but on the front inside cover, it has that quote. You can have everything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want in life. And I've lived my life by that for the last, I don't know how many, many, many years. When you were 25 and you heard all of these things, right? You heard all of these. I remember I asked Brian Tracy on the show. I said, people are going to hear all this stuff you're talking about, but the majority aren't going to take action. The majority are going to stay stuck in that. Where? What happened for you? At 25 years old, you're watching Zig Ziglar. You're hearing this stuff. Where did things go for you from that point? Well, thank you for asking. So, you know, while I was sitting in that, in that huge stadium up in the nosebleed section, oh, uh, um, you know, I, I was just so enthralled with what this guy was saying and, you know, the light bulbs were just going off in my mind. And I asked my dad, I said, dad, you know, he's selling this, these set of cassettes, these tapes. Yeah. And by the way, for you younger people out there, these were things that you had to wind up with your baby finger and <laughs> yeah. Or a pencil. <laughs> a number yeah, two pencil. pencil. Yeah, 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 right. So you guys don't know how good you have it. <laughs> <We're talking laughs> right. downloads. Right. But uh, back in the day, we had to buy these cassettes. And I bought, I think it was a set of 24 of them. And Ken, I listen to those things over and over and over again. So I did take action. You know, it's it's really, it's impossible to succeed in any endeavor in life if you don't take massive action. Right. We have to execute, execute, execute. And I was unconsciously competent enough to actually take action on buying these cassettes and then listening to them over and over and over again. And uh, it was at that point where I, I grabbed my, my favorite, my favorite aunt, my aunt Sue, and uh, also known as my first therapist, by the way. Uh, and I said, I said, <laughs> I, I, said oh aunt Sue, I said, I got good news. Meet me at the donut shop. And uh, this is where we would always go and we would have our best conversations. We sat down at the donut shop and 
I, I pulled out a napkin and I started writing down all these goals that I had decided I was going to accomplish. And how uh, arrogant of you. I, well, <laughs> I, I am I am I am so pathetic to think that I could actually accomplish something by writing something on a napkin, right? That's insane. And uh, you know, it. I wrote down. And I said I'm going to move to Florida from Canada, and I'm going to get a job, and I'm going to do a great job at that job, and then I'm going to end up having my own business, and I'm going to have employees, and then I'm going to have this really fancy car, and then I and I'm going to have this home, and I'm going to have three beautiful children and a gorgeous, wonderful wife. And she looked at it. And she said, Chris, have you lost your marbles? And I said, what do you mean, Aunt Sue? She said, well, Chris, I hate to break it to you, but you don't even have 50 cents to pay for this coffee. Mm. And I said, you know, I understand. But Zig had warned me in those cassettes. <laughs> right. He said, yeah. don't be surprised if it's some of your family and closest friends that say you can't be done. It's too big. Yeah. Now, in fairness, my wife, my, my, uh, aunt was trying to protect me. Sure. And what she couldn't see was the desire that had welled up inside of my heart. And, uh, I had made a decision that day that I was going to do whatever it took to make my dream a reality. Uh, Funny, funny story to add on to this, Ken. About 10 years later, uh, my aunt, I moved to Florida. Kind of hadn't talked to my aunt Sue a whole bunch. She knew no, I was I don't that. blame you. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Poor well, aunt she, Sue. Aunt Sue knew I was doing pretty well, but uh, she called me and said, hey, Chris, I'm coming to Florida. Can you pick me up at the airport? I said, oh, I would love to. So I pulled up in my fancy car. Like I yep. told her I was going to get, I had a Bentley Continental GT dude. And she jumped into my car and uh, she didn't say anything. And I thought Psh, she doesn't know what kind of car it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then we drove by my office and I introduced her to all my employees and I had a building that I had bought. Wow. She, and she looked at that and then we got to my house and I introduced her to my beautiful wife and my three kids. And she pulled me in the back patio and she said, Chris, do you still have it? And I said, do I still have what? And she says, the napkin, the napkin. Do you still have the napkin? And I said, Aunt Sue, I said, I don't. I don't know where that went. I said, uh, I don't physically have the napkin, but I still have the dream. Ah. Uh. And she Dude, said, what are you trying to make me cry? I don't cry on, <laughs> on my podcast. So dude, that is powerful. It was a, uh, it was a really magical moment. She said, you know what, Chris, she said, I was wrong. She says, I wish I would have encouraged you and supported you. And I told her the same thing. I said, look, Aunt Sue, I said, you were just trying to protect me. I said, uh, but what you couldn't see was the passion and the desire and the fire that had started in my life. And, uh, you know, for all the listeners out there too, uh, I really don't want to make this all about me. I, I share this to share with you that each one of you has a desire and a passion deep down inside of your heart as well. Even if it's covered up, even if it's been something that's been ignored for a long time, I really recommend that you ask yourself this one incredibly important question. What do I really, really want? Well, okay. So you're a coach. I'm a coach. Uh, it's, it's, 
I think the number one thing, and I can't wait to hear your opinion on this. I think it's the number one thing in life holding people back is they don't know what they really, really want. How do you, you know, I listen to Bob Proctor every single day of my life. Brian Proctor is a friend of mine. He's been on my show. And um, I mean, how do you get people to, um, dig deep and figure that out because that's a hard thing for some to figure out. It truly is. Um, and the problem is our minds are noisy. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, it's noisy with the external. So what's the external it's, it's, it's the bank account that we're not satisfied with. It's, it's the job that we don't want to go to. It's the arguing in the family dynamics. It's all right. this noise, you know, it's watching the news. It's all of these different things and all of those. So they, they, they work against us because it really doesn't get us quiet enough to really truly understand what our desire is with my students in my coaching program. Um, I always tell them quiet minds reveal loud desires, quiet minds reveal loud desires. So I challenge them to spend time in prayer, spend time maybe meditating, spend time in solitude. Uh, I've got this beautiful background here on purpose. I can change that background to anything I want, yeah. but I, I keep it as a flowing river uh, just to remind me that that's the mindset that I want to live with every day. Everything I want to do has to be easy, calm, and effortless. Mm. And I think when we start to de, de, uh, figure out what our true desire is, it starts with that question. What do I really, really want? And then the next thing is to dig down into the different areas of life. Uh, Zig had this thing called the wheel of life. You guys can Google it. Yeah. Just Google wheel of life. And what you're going to end up seeing is some of the most important areas of life, our business, our finances, our health, our relationships, and so on. And then you can start to really ask yourself from that point, what do I really desire this area of my life to look like? And, uh, you know, it's not too long after that, we're, we're activating our imagination, something that Bob Proctor was so, um, so aggressive about is look, you have an imagination. It's a higher faculty. Use it, use your imagination. Yes. The noise has tried to stop you from using it, but get quiet and start imagining again, start dreaming again, just like you did when you were a 10 year old kid yeah. run, running around the living room with a with a red towel around your neck, thinking you were Superman. Get back to imagining again. I'm 55 and still believe I'm Superman. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, I still haven't leapt any tall buildings, but um, so, so, you know, I think about the, um, the people who are walking around you know, I, I don't know if you, you're into Joe Dispenza at all, but I love everything he's about, right? Yeah. And he talks about the um the 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 thoughts that we're having every day are, you know, most of them are the same thoughts we had yesterday, and that half of them are made up. We're making stuff, they're lies we're telling ourselves about reality. H how how often do you see people um, who are living in a 
story that they've made up maybe when they were a small child or maybe it was yesterday they made it up but they're living in a story that's that's limiting their ability to accomplish things yeah self-limiting beliefs i see it honestly daily uh i I wish i didn't but there's something we have that's called typical masses thinking and typical masses thinking is 99% of society is has the same thoughts today as they had yesterday, as they had a month ago, as they had maybe even 10 years ago. Right. Uh, to your point, 96% of our thoughts, especially in the typical masses, are exactly the same day over day over day. The problem with that is that our thoughts control our emotions and our emotions control our actions. And our actions control our results. So if we've got the same stinking thinking, my, my buddy Ziegler used to call it. Yeah. If we got the same stinking thinking 96% of the time, day over day over day over day, that's controlling your emotions. Your emotions are controlling your actions and your actions are controlling your results. That's going to keep you in what I call a doom loop. So in my program called Thinking Into Results, I teach people how to escape that. I teach them how to think like the top 1%, think, act, and behave just like you, Ken. You're the top 1%. So what we need to do from there is teach them a different way to create thoughts. I call this quantum thinking. Okay. Uh, When you can learn, and quantum, by the way, all it means is sudden and significant. You know, a, a particle in the universe can go from here to here instantaneously. Light years, just boom. Yep. Well, we also happen to be particles in the universe. Uh, Now, we've been trained that we can't achieve from here to here quickly. Society and schooling and everything else has taught us it's step by step by step by step. But it's really not true. The, The biggest factor to having a quantum leap in your life truly is changing your mindset for the better. Once you change your mindset completely, you have a paradigm shift. All of a sudden, your emotions completely change, your actions completely change, yeah. so do your results. I mean, you went from, at 25 years old, not being able to afford a 50-cent cup of coffee, which now that would be about a $5 cup of coffee. But, um, <laughs> <Inflation>. <laughs> right, right. But 10 years later, you're driving a convertible Bentley and and you have all the 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 at least financially you've 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 done very very well it sounds like you were emotionally on on a really solid path as well um how quickly do you feel like in that moment at 25 years old how quickly did you start seeing a shift where you could buy the whole coffee shop, a cup of coffee, if you wanted to? Great question. So Ken, I was literally at 25 years old. It was such a pivotal age for pivotal age for me. Um, The year, year and a half before 25, I'd been fired from four jobs. One, two, three, four. I came to the point where I just expected that I was going to get fired from the next job. I thought it was always them. They were the problem. The truth is I had a victim mentality and I had a bad attitude. When I started listening to Zig's tapes, literally I had a paradigm shift. I started to think completely different. The next year, uh, after I started listening to those tapes, I moved to Florida 
I ended up uh, working in a health club in Plano, Texas. I got promoted four times in one year. Think about that. I went from being fired four times to being promoted four times in the very next year. Wow. Zig says this. He says, you are where you are because of what it's gone into your mind. You can change where you are. More importantly, you can change who you are by changing what goes into your mind. The only difference from me losing four in a row to winning four in a row was the information I put into my mind. And that's exactly why I teach what I teach is because I want to give people the opportunity to have a radical shift in their mindset. And then they can have very, very rapid results, the quantum results that we were sharing about. But you went from, I mean, you were in Canada, right? At 25 and that, that coffee shop was in, in Ontario, right? Canada. Yes. Okay. And, and the next year you're in Plano, Texas, which by the way, is like 20 minutes for me, but how did that, where, what happened? How did you go from, I'm sitting in a coffee shop in Canada that I can't afford to buy a cup of coffee to living in Plano, did somebody move here and you just tagged along or what happened? So what happened was uh, a very good friend of mine had come home and uh, my, my, my best friend, Pete, I've known him for 35 years or so. We met when we were 16 and 14 and he looked at me in the eyes and he said, Chris, you don't belong here anymore. I said, really, where do I belong? He said, you belong in Florida with me. So I went to Florida first. Oh, okay. And uh, I thought I'd go sell health club memberships, you know, just to get by. Right. Didn't want to make a career out of it necessarily. But I did so well selling them that I got promoted to weekend manager, then weekday manager. And then eventually I got a phone call from the CEO of the company. He said, hey, you're, uh, you're really making waves over there in Florida. How would you like to have your own set of clubs? Wow. And I moved to Plano, Texas. And uh, ironically, this is funny. You'll like this. I was teaching, I was teaching one morning, my, all, all my staff, uh, how to sell just like Zig Ziglar. Right. Do a two hour training. You know, you're kind of exhausted after that. Right. Yeah. I go back into my office and uh, as soon as I sit down to relax, one of my employees runs into the, the room and says, Chris, 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 you got to take this next guy around the club. I said, what are you talking about? I just spent two hours training. You guys how to do this. That's your job. Not mine. He says, you don't understand. You've got to take this next guy. He said, Chris, Zig Ziglar's here. <laughs> oh my God. Shut the front door. Are you serious? A hundred percent serious. Listen, listen to this crazy story. Ken. Oh my God. I said, so my heart drops from like, I, I could tell by the look in his face and the tone of his voice. I was like, he's, he's legit. He's and he serious. actually showed me his driver's license. Cause we always collected a driver's license at the front desk. <laughs> And, and my heart just dropped and I got terrified. I would have gone and thrown up. I'm just saying. <laughs> I said, I said, dude, I don't want to do it. <laughs> he goes, he goes, Chris, we don't want to do it. I said, look, I said, all right, Patterson, man up. You know, I'm preaching all this stuff on courage and being a man of motivation and all this. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go pretend I don't even know him. I said, that's the only way I'm going to get through this is I have to pretend I don't know this guy. So I show up and, I, and I've got my little notepad oh and I, you know, I'm saying, okay, Mr. Ziegler, you know, uh, 
my name's Chris. So I established rapport with him. I find out his needs. I follow the whole script of the Ziegler selling system oh my and God. I show him all the, the, the facility and I match his needs to all the equipment. Right. And then we end up in the closing room. So we're in the closing room and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm about to close Zig Ziglar. <laughs> the greatest salesman that's ever lived. Right. Like right. to this day, he's still ranked as probably the number one salesperson that's ever lived. And here I am in the closing room with him looking at my die. Oh my gosh. Well, something crazy happens, Ken. I decide to give him the witch clothes. So I'm going to give him the alternative choice clothes. So yeah. Mr. Ziegler, you can do this monthly membership. We can serve all your needs for just $45 a month, or you can pay in advance for three years and save 15%. Which would you prefer? It was at that moment. He's looking down at, at my offer and he knows what I'm doing. Right. And he finally look, looks up above the rim of his glasses and he says, son, <laughs> you know who I am, don't you? And then I turned into a Justin Bieber fan. Wow, of course I know who you are. You're the greatest. You changed my life. I listen to your tapes. I love you. <laughs> oh my gosh it was amazing oh. it was amazing ken i just loved oh. every second of that he started laughing and he said he said you did a fine job he said i know you get paid more by if i do this package let's go ahead and do that you you deserve it i said thank ah. you mr ziegler i'm so grateful i said sir is there anything else i can do to serve you wow and he, he said, well, he said, I would like a trainer three times a week. Now, I don't have too many light bulbs go off, Ken, but one went <laughs> off big for me today, you know, on this day. And I said, Mr. Ziegler, I said, I've got a deal for you. You cannot refuse. He started laughing again. He said, what's that? I said, Mr. Ziegler, I will be your personal trainer three times a week for free. I will work on your physical fitness. If you promise to spend just one hour a week working with me on my mental fitness. Wow, dude. He said, uh, son, I like your <laughs> style. <laughs> so we shook hands and he invited me to his church that very next week. Wow. And I, I started being mentored, you know, a bunch of other people in there too, but also yeah. he invited me to cafeterias and we worked out together and I was at his home and um, it was just a life-changing year. So I don't even know what the question was, but here we are. I don't know either. <laughs> Holy crap. That is unbelievable, man. That is yeah. so incredible. So serendipitous, just completely. Divine appointment. And, yeah. and you know, Ken, I've never said this before, but I really do, do believe in something called auto-suggestion, repetition. Yep, I do too. I had, I had repetitively listened to those tapes over and over and over again. To the point where I actually materialized the real, real, the real deal Zig Ziglar. Like, think about that. I saw him in a nosebleed section of this huge stadium. And then not even two years later, I'm sitting face to face with him. I really, truly believe that that repetition and uh, figuring out what I truly wanted in life started to materialize these divine appointments. Now, now. Okay, let's say that um, <clears throat> we have a viewer or a listener on the podcast that thinks, okay, back that up. Can you back it up? 
I could I can back it up experientially for sure. <laughs> I'm just playing, man. Uh, I just I, I you know I I am telling you I think that that I, I've I've never heard such an incredible story uh, that that is unbelievable. It's absolutely amazing. I, I I'm a little bit jealous. I, <laughs> I, I I really am. I should have listened to those tapes like five more times, and that could have happened for me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it, honestly. It, it's it is. You're right. It's divine appointment. It was it was God showing up for you, man. That's that's incredible. And obviously for Zig, if you were helping him with his his um, physical fitness. So let me ask you a question. You've, I mean, so you've been doing this. Um, <laughs> look, Dennis says, liar, you're a lot jealous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am. I am. But you, so you've been doing this stuff for a while. You no longer work at the health club. Um, where did you, the, you left, I'm sure at some point you left the health club. Where did you go from there? I mean, you, you, said 10 years later you had your own business and all these employees and buildings and yep. these and what happened so i was in i was in plano texas that kind of ran its course um i i figured it was time to get out of the health club industry for various reasons uh, i met a couple moved moved back to florida uh, back to jacksonville florida and it wasn't too long before i started my own company okay so i've owned a company called interchanges for 23 years. And that's a digital marketing agency. I'm very grateful that we've had the opportunity to make such an impact with a lot of corporations and companies. Uh, we've actually generated $1.6 billion for my clients uh, over that, over that 23 year period. Uh, also started a software company called white label chats so just a little software that pops up on a website and welcomes people. I think I saw something similar like that on your website as well. Yeah. And uh, I've got 160 people that work for me all over the globe. Wow. The, the great news is I've got uh, both of those companies running themselves, which was always my goal, uh, so that I could do what I was truly passionate about, which was coaching. Um, I, don't, I don't take that divine appointment with Zig Ziglar. Um, it was probably the most, it was the most important meeting of my life and I don't take it for granted. Right. And I want to give back to as many people what I received from Zig, a completely changed life, a completely changed mind. And, uh, along with Bob Proctor, who was also another one of my mentors, I was in his, uh, most intimate, uh, coaching program right until he passed away. Wow. So I feel, uh, I feel a certain urgency and an honor and an excitement to continue to carry on their legacy the best that I can, along with people like you, Ken. I'm, uh, I'm not uh, solitude here, but uh, yeah, I think people like us, we just got to keep on carrying on the message and sharing the positivity and helping people uh, where they're struggling. What do you think the, like, I often, cause I, you know, I've heard all the Zig tapes. I, I, you know, Julie actually gave me, Julie Ziegler, his daughter gave me, um, a book of Zig's that Zig didn't even write. It was a, it's a marketing book that he used to study and there's notes in the margins. And it's like, when she gave, she sent that to me, I was like, I'm like, I, I don't like, I, I became really numb. I'm like, I can't, I like what? <laughs> 
I can't believe I'm holding a book that Zig studied, you know? And, um, but like, what do you think is holding, uh, whoa, something just popped up on my screen. Um, what do you think is stopping people though? What is the, like the number one, cause I've look, I've been broken homeless and, and I've been wealthy and wealthy is way, way, way better than being broken homeless for sure. But there's this thing that a lot of people have around money, Chris, they, they, you know, money's the root of all evil, which it's not. And, but you know, all of these, these pro these, these programs that they're running about money, what do you think is stopping the average person in this world from having all the money that they want? Powerful. Powerful to think about this, isn't it? It really, it's, I think it's probably thought about more than anything else in the world, quite honestly. So let's, let's start with one of the quotes that you just shared. You know, there's an old ancient saying, and it's, it's actually the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of it, uh, making it your God, making it your sole focus in life. That's evil. That, that can turn into evil very quickly. Yeah. Because you forget about humanity. Now it's all about the prophets and not the people. Right. But here's a quote that I love to share. The lack of money is also the mm. root of all evil. Mm. Um, when you think about the people that are really hurting, the people that are truly struggling, the people across this country and every other country in the world, it's the poverty that truly is evil. It's the poverty that when you can't eat, when you can barely breathe because you don't know how you're going to get by for another hour in a day, it takes money. It takes money to absolutely get yourself to a completely different place. So money is a tool. Money yeah. is something that can be used for, for really good things, for, for, for bettering your life, for bettering your family's life and other people's lives. But you, you nailed it. Uh, Ken, the problem is the paradigm. You see, all of us have what we call our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. Our conscious mind is our thinking mind. That's what the whole educational system is based on. Yeah. Go to school. Here's your teacher. Here's your textbook. Learn, learn, learn. Remember, remember. Take a test. Hopefully we pass. Now that's all good for learning, but it has almost nothing to do with the results that we get in life. Our results all come from what we call the subconscious mind. Now the subconscious mind is a paradigm a collection of old habits and thoughts and programs. Uh, so what am I talking about, Chris? What's a program? Well, talking is a program. I don't have to think about it. I just do it. Uh, putting on a seatbelt. That's a program. I don't have to think about it. I just do it. Uh, taking a drink of water is just a program. Yeah. So when you start to understand that I've got all these habits, these habitual programs, some positive, like putting on a seatbelt, but then some negative, like believing that people with money are all evil. Yeah. You see, so, so the challenge is this, the, to answer your question, people have what we call mind knots. They're knotted up in their mind. And until they undo those knots and see things clearly and see things for the truth, it's impossible for them to get to where they want to go when they're so limited in their mindset. And, uh, you know, that's why I spend six months on average with my students, uh, repetitively going over and over and over some truths that I prove to them are true. Yeah. 
uh, and then they they repetitiously put those into our mind, and and eventually, slowly, sometimes quicker than others, the knot just becomes untied, and it's smooth sailing from there. And that's exactly what happened to me through Zig. I listened to those tapes over and over and over again. I started to believe these truths. I started to mostly believe in myself. And that's when everything took a turn for the better. I I would say the seeds he was planting was into a ready and fertile mind. <laughs> like you, you were at the end of your rope, so to speak, um, at 25 years old. I mean, now it's kind of common for 25-year-olds to still live at home. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I can't even, I, I cannot imagine that. Um, but so, so you, you, you built these, these companies in, and, um, it sounds like it took off super fast. It was, it was, I wouldn't say super fast. Um, when I started interchanges, my digital marketing agency, I struggled for a good, three, four years, and then it would go well, and then I'd have my dip, and then it would go well, and I'd have my dip. And uh, I think that's the thing about success is, you know, it's not a straight line up. Uh, It truly is uh, more like the stock market. You know, you have your ups and downs, but the people who seem to win are the ones that have perseverance. Um, I teach a lot about the importance of our higher faculties. Uh, Bob Proctor talked about a lot about that too. which is our our will to win, our intuition, our imagination, our memory, our perception, our reasoning skills. These are the areas that entrepreneurs really, truly should focus on because it's those higher faculties that are going to push you through the hard times in business. Uh, You're not here today, Ken, because you didn't learn how to persevere. You're not here today because you didn't have, uh, you lacked a will to win. Right. You know what I mean? You had to have imagination to create this wonderful podcast and share it with so many people. So you are proof that the higher faculties uh, that I just mentioned are critical to us winning. Wouldn't you agree? Thousand percent. I love that you closed that up with wouldn't you agree? (laughs) I love that. Got your subconscious programs of Ziegler's language. (laughs) I, I'm again, you're a man cut out and we're cut out of the same cloth. I, I love that, man. So, so when you decided to, cause I remember when, um, I got into coaching and, and I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a coach. I don't want to be a coach. Like I, I felt too, like I was too responsible for somebody else's life. You know, what if they die, you know? And, and so, um, when you decided to do that, what, what was the pivotal moment for you where you're like, I'm, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to be a coach. Gosh, it's, it's really interesting. Actually. Um, it was my wife. Um, my wife was getting frustrated because she said, Chris, you're spending more time coaching strangers for free than you are on your own business. And she's like, why, why do you keep doing that? I'm like, I don't know. I love it. I love it. I just want to help people. You can have everything you want in life if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. You know? So I was like, and then after like the 10th time of her saying, what are you doing? I went, maybe I should be a coach. And it wasn't too long after that statement. 
Yeah. I actually, I actually got a call from Tom Ziegler. Wow. And uh, Tom said, Hey, Chris, you know, dad had passed. This was just after 2012. Yeah. And he said, dad had passed. He said, he asked me a question I'll never forget. He said, how would you like to help carry on dad's legacy? Zig Ziglar's legacy. Wow. And I had chills all over. I, I have them right now. Just wow. thinking about him telling me that. And I said, I said, Tom, how in the world do I do that? He said, come to Dallas. Let's get you certified. He said, you need to coach. You need to help people. Wow. And uh, I've been a certified coach since 2015 with the Ziegler organization. I've got my certification with the uh, Proctor Gallagher group as well. Uh, the combination of those, by the way, uh, everything I learned under Zig and everything I've learned under Bob Proctor, it's, uh, it's been a phenomenal ride. And, and I guess the thing I'm most grateful for is that I actually have the tools to help people yeah. to undo those mind knots and send them in a completely different trajectory for their life. Dude, that is, that's just, uh, that's unbelievable. I'm calling Tom today. <laughs> oh, I said, what's up? And tell me he owes me an interview. <laughs> Tom, it's time for you to get on a plane. That's um, right. Do you, you do all yours live? Um, yeah, I do. do so I've, I've interviewed some really interesting people. Ed Milet is a very good friend of mine. In fact, wow. uh, he and I are connecting again in November. Wow. I've interviewed Grant Cardone, uh, Michael Chandler, UFC fighter is wow. uh, one of my best friends. I've been his mindset coach for over 12 years now. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I, I love to have live interviews, but I'll tell you what, with the excellence that you've done in this interview, I truly mean this. It, it's very impressive. Uh, I think I'm going to pick your brain on how I can start doing more uh, uh, virtual interviews because you've got this thing dialed in. This looks fantastic. Oh man. Thank you. That, that means a lot. I I've done it. It only took 540 interviews and I finally got it figured out. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I, I, I think I'll just, we'll sidebar for a second, but I think that, um, when, when you don't do it live like this in front of a live audience, you're missing out on a lot of potential people hearing or viewing your your stuff because uh, several reasons the algorithms and all of that but um <clears throat> yeah well I'm I'm definitely willing to help you with that but um is there anything that pretend that I mean my my show I uh, uh, rumor has it this is in the top 10% in the world as far as podcasts um is there anything that if you had all 8 billion people listening to you at one time right now, and, and you could say one thing to change the trajectory of their lives and make it, make it, you know, really go up from where they are currently. What is it that you would say if I gave you the microphone right now and said, go, man, you got all 8 billion people are listening to you right now. <sighs> three words thoughts become things people are uh, they underestimate the power of their own thoughts they underestimate the power of their own mindset they underestimate the power of the words that they speak on a daily basis uh, my life changed and your life changed ken because we started to think in a different way we started to take responsibility for our lives. 
we stopped the blame game. At least I did. And I started saying, you know what, instead of being a selfish, self-absorbed son of a gun, why don't I, why don't I start helping people? Why don't I start making a difference? I want to be a difference maker. And the best way to make a difference is, is exactly what you and I are doing together is we're helping people think better. They're tuning in because they want a better life. Yep. Everybody wants a better life and they're, and they're just grasping. And that's why the internet has exploded. That's why there's so many people to listen to and so many things to look at. But if you're not, if you're a coach and you're not sharing the power of thoughts and specifically, if you don't have the toolkit to help people get out of their negative paradigms, then you're really doing somebody a disservice. And that's why I get so excited when I tell people thoughts become things. I mean, check this out. This iPhone here did not just appear out of thin air, right? This iPhone was somebody's thought energy. Somebody had to think and go, hmm, what if? Maybe it was Buck Rogers when they had that, that watch on. It could do everything, right? Well, here it is. It's, it's physically manifested into our lives. But it started in somebody's mind. Somebody yep. had to enact their imagination and then use their will to bring it into reality. And then their intuition and, their, and every other faculty that they needed to make it become a reality. But again, thoughts become things. And that's exactly what I'm trying to share with people is you can have the life you want. You just need to learn how to think differently and you'll have it. Like, and, and I'm, I know that you will, um, I think you would agree. I mean, that came from Bob Proctor in the movie, the secret and I'll never, cause he said it. I'll never forget the first time I saw it. I was like, that was intense. Like those three words, thoughts become things. So, so, or was it Mike Dooley that said, I don't want, I forget which one, but was it Bob? That Bob, Bob Proctor has certainly talked about yeah. uh, the power of thoughts for sure. So there's this thing in me that I, I, I really, it just bugs me. It bugs me about the world, about living a mediocre life. I, I don't, I don't understand not having a desire to achieve more in life. I just don't, it doesn't resonate with me. I don't get it. When, when you look at the average person and I'm not, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with wanting to just live a mediocre life and then eventually die. But why do you think some people just never get it. They go to their grave with their music still in them. I truly believe that we're, we're put here by divine appointment to do great, great things. And not just some of us, but all of us. Why do so many, the majority of people die with their music still in them? Yeah. It's a, uh, it's sad to me. Um, it, it's not sad to me to the people that truly have what they want and they're content. Uh, we may look at them and go, oh, they're mediocre. Maybe that's mediocre for me when I compare my life to the way that they're living. But for them, if they're, if they're happy, um, again, an old ancient scripture um, says, make it your aim to live a quiet and peaceful life. I think that's beautiful. If somebody's living a quiet and peaceful life and they're truly content and they're happy, then I would say continue on that track. But 
There's those of us that are growth minded. There's those of us that are like, no, I believe there's more in me. I believe I have more to contribute. Um, those are the people that really need to start creating. Uh, you either create or you disintegrate, especially if you're a growth minded individual, you will disintegrate in your mind. You will become depressed. You'll become anxious. You'll procrastinate all of those things. If you're not creating a better world for yourself and others. Yeah. So uh, again, I kind of put it in into two buckets. Um, you know, I, I know people that are perfectly happy making, you know, a mediocre, uh, amount of money per year. And that's completely fine. Mediocre to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're a growth-minded individual and you know that you can do and should be doing great things, then you will you will uh, regret is the son of a gun. You're going to end up at 85 years old in your rocking chair and your diaper looking back with your memories and that's all you're going to have left, your diaper, and you're going to go you're going to go you would I could have would have should have and you're just going to sit there and reflect on all the things that you didn't take advantage of. Right. Uh, what I'm trying to encourage people to do is let's pull that greatness out of you. Let, let's pull that true desire of what you absolutely want out of you. And let's take action. And let's execute every single day. And uh, when people do that, more often than not, we do end up seeing them at the top. Hey, what's your website address? Easiest way to find me is Coach Chris Patterson on Facebook and TikTok and uh, Instagram and YouTube. Do you so, have a website address? Uh, go to quantumleapmindset.com. Quantum. Is that Q-U-A-N-T-U-M? L-E-A-P mindset. Quantum Leap Mindset. The reason I'm sending people there is because I've got a free mini course that anybody who's listening can go ahead and take. Just go to quantumleapmindset.com and uh, I've got three short sessions that'll get you started down the road, just like uh, Zig got me started down the road as well. Dude, this this has been, we're going to do something together. I don't know what yet, but we, you and I are going to, we're going to, because I've been in digital marketing for 30 years. So I have a digital marketing agency. I'm sure you know that. But I, I'm, uh, man, this has been phenomenal. Everybody go to quantumleapmindset.com. My wife put it in the comments so you can click it. Um, it's scrolling across the screen, quantumleapmindset.com. And, and get in the free course and then buy every course this guy's selling. Cause I, <laughs> I pro you know, here's the thing I, I, you know, I've invested with, with in giant programs with grant with, I don't even know how many thousands of dollars I've spent with, with, with Zig and Brian Tracy and Tom Hopkins and all the greats. Um, it's, it's the number one thing that you're going to do to change your life. If you want to have a better life it, and it bugs me, it really does. I asked Brian Tracy, I'm like, look, everybody's going to hear this, like write it down, write it down, write it down. That's what he always talks about. Right. And he said he on the, on, on the interview, I said, but people are going to hear this and they're not going to, they're, they're the majority aren't going to, to do take action. They know they need to do everything. They know what you're saying is true and that it will fix or change their life, but they're not going to do it. Yep. And, and he's, he, he's sitting there and I go, how do you get people to, to do it? And he goes, 
You can't. You don't. <laughs> and I'm like, no, wrong answer, Brian. <laughs> I didn't say that. Well, I want to know true. how to get people to change. It's it's true though. Like the audience right now, there's people that are willing to take the first step. The first step is go to quantumleapmindset.com and that's it. But the people who are unwilling to take the first step, in my experience, very, very, very rarely are ever able to take the second step. Mm. So it's, uh, it comes down. I was actually coaching with a guy this morning and I'll leave you with this, Ken. And it's, uh, you know, you think you see those big ropes they have at CrossFit and they do all yeah. these things with them. You take one of those ropes, you put it on a road. And, uh, you know, if you grab one end of that rope and you decide to pull it a mile, no problem. You can pull a rope. That's easy. But if you're trying to push the rope from the back end and get that thing a mile, it's never going to happen. No. So you've got to decide what kind of rope am I dealing with here? Am I dealing with a rope that's easy to pull or am I dealing with a rope that I just got to push over and over and over again? Wow. So I do, I do agree with Brian Tracy. Uh, they have to be ready. They've got to be able to take the first step on their own. If you take the first step, the second step will be easy. I hope everybody heard that. And if you're not already on quantum leap mindset, uh, I mean, go now, go do it. So listen, Chris, thank you so much. This has been an absolutely phenomenal interview. My wife, my wife even says, boom. Um, this, this, <laughs> Thanks, has been, this has been phenomenal. Um, I'm so grateful for, I don't even, who introduced us? Do you remember? Yeah, so it was it was Michael Shine. Uh, Mike Shine. Oh my gosh. Wow. And and by the way, a shout out to Michael Shine, Brenda Shine, and wow. my favorite student, one of my favorites, Hannah Shine. I actually coached her. Wow. She had a radical transformation. Um, you'll have to have a conversation with them about that. But uh thank I, you, Michael, uh, for this wonderful opportunity with Ken. I love Mike and Brenda. I love that whole family. They're amazing. Me too. So, Chris, thank you so much. Mike Shine, thank you, brother. I appreciate you referring Chris over. And and um, yeah, everybody go over to quantumleapmindset.com right now. Get connected with this guy and and learn. Learn, learn from him. So, Chris, thank you. Hang on. I'm gonna end the live stream, but thank you once again for being on here. I My genuinely pleasure. appreciate you. Thank Very you. Very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys later.